Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, cracker jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going. Going. The big leagues. Going. Going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye. He has done it. He has changed the game of the night. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom! Go the fireworks! The Fan. Welcome into the hot corner for it must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday. Live from the poop-filled Willamette, here we are. Beautiful day outside. It is, it is a beautiful day. Nice day to go for a stroll. It is. Nice day to sit out on a bench, have some music in, and look out at the world. Sure. From the Burnside Bridge, maybe. Oh, I see what you're saying <laughs> with the stroll. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's a nice day. It's a nice day. I would get out and protest if it was 40 degrees and raining down. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that's, That'd be awesome. That's what it would take. That's what it would take. No, that's not you true. Because you do love the rain. That is not true. It, it doesn't. It wouldn't take much for me to to get out there and protest. But uh, I do love the rain, and rain is coming this weekend. Yeah, I saw it's going to get cooler again. Yeah, it's like summer started in late April, mm-hmm. and now I feel like spring is like trying to hold on for dear <laughs> life, even though June is here. It's like it. it's like it's been warm and sunny, but, but just wait. There's a little more rain for you. Yeah, I like it when it rains throughout the summer. That's just me, but I'm a weirdo. Nobody agrees with me. You were born and raised here. I was born. I am born and raised in the Pacific Northwest. You I like the elements. I like the elements. The elements. I've I've grown to enjoy the rain as I've lived here. Yeah, I uh, I never really felt negatively about it when people were like, "Oh, you're moving to Portland. It never stops raining there." I always tell them, "You're right. It doesn't. Don't move here." <laughs> I think most people would probably agree with that at this point. But 
I moved out here and I realized that my kind of rain where I grew up was like downpours and really miserable. And here it's like, I mean, sometimes it's not great, but other times it's just mist in. It's a little bit gray. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a brighter gray. Yeah. And then you have a more positive day because of it. Yeah. So, you know, there's different ways to look at it. I just love the plants and the plants need the water. And you look at like Vancouver, BC as such a beautiful city. It rains almost double there. From yeah, here. It's that's why it's so pretty. It's insane. Insane how much more it rains there. Yeah, that's why it's so pretty. You ever been to Boise? Like the downtown is really cool, but there's really not much going on around it. This is flat Idaho. Yeah, that's true. Brown. It's flat Idaho. Flat. Potatoes. They have potatoes. Taters. It's brown and blue for the turf. Yes, yes. But, you know, in this town, you can get out and you can see, you know, the wonderful views of Mount Hood and Mount St. Helens. I still, to this day, am in awe of those mountains. Yeah, and I it's know so I've great. been here for and, and, 10 years now almost, but it's yeah. like, I see the mountain and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, my my uh, my best friend's from Florida, and uh, when he moved out here, no, he's at from it, New Jersey. When he <laughs> when when he moved out here uh, as a kid, uh, he thought he he learned quickly that what he thought were mountains were actually just hills, <laughs> and the things out here are mountains. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are big. I know because where I grew up, there's the Catskill Mountains, which are in New York. Mm -hmm. Those are just large hills. Large hills. Yeah, it's like Mount Tabor, like a bunch of Mount Tabors. <laughs> well, I think a little bigger than that, but yes, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. You can get to like there's no like snow capped peaks. A fat lazy, as far out of as I remember, a fat lazy out of shape guy like me can get to the top. <laughs> Probably nice. Yeah, my kind of my kind of team, Charlie. My kind of team. I'm gonna look up Catskill Mountains to make sure I'm not an idiot, which I probably am. <laughs> That's all right. I don't even know. You you could have just made up those mountains for all I know. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sounds right. Yeah, they're. Uh, they're I've never been to Jersey. Well, they're in New York, but Catskill. That sounds fake. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're just hills. Yeah, just big hills. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like a good big hill. <laughs> I believe out here they're called buttes. <laughs> buttes. Oh, I've been to a couple buttes before in my life. Steptoe Butte comes to mind. I went to one in Bend, like in the city limits, I think. Mm -hmm. And at the top they had a compass and they had like where all the mountains were and they were pointing at the direction. And it was pretty cool. I don't know what, what that one was called, but. Steptoe Butte is a beautiful location uh, on the Palouse. I'm sure you could have guessed that. I didn't guess that. Oh, really? Yeah. They also have something in Idaho. Because there are buttes in many places, right not across, just Pullman. <laughs> right across the border, there's Moscow Mountain, which uh, is definitely like Mount Tabor. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting why they call them mountains. Because it sounds sexier. Hmm. Moscow know, Hill. But the last thing I think of when I think of, uh, like, I don't know, is a geologist someone who claims if it's a mountain or not or whatever. The last thing I think of in geology is sexy. <laughs> oh, I think man. more of, like, we want to term this correctly. Oh, dude, man. There's, I don't know. Mount Hood is sexy. It was Pilot Butte that I went on, says the text line. Mount Hood is sexy. You're getting texts? Yeah, you got to change it. To what? Click on the top right where it says intercom, and then click on the one that's under it. Uh, I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah, the text so line changed, so there's, there's some different things Whoa, going on. Whoa, look at that! Texts! Whoa. Yeah. 503-250-1080. Yeah, it says the number there for you, too. Oh, where does it say the number? Right next to the message. Code. Oh, up at the top. I just wrote a little post-it note and put it on the phone. So I'm sure everyone else is going to delete in the morning. <laughs> and by delete, you mean? Throw away? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same concept. But a little bit more like physical, and there's more action behind throwing something away. Yeah, yeah. Delete but is just like, boop. But it's still deleting it from throwing its it away presence. Is like... But it's deleting it from its presence. Swish. Kobe. 
deleting it from uh, the things I am able to do with it. You should have just written it on your hand. That's what you normally do. That is what I normally do. But then I would probably punch myself in the face trying to figure out damn text line. What? <laughs> that doesn't make what any sense. Ah, my ball. Oh. <laughs> Still my ball. makes very little sense to me. Uh, we've decided, uh, as we like to keep you updated with what we're watching on TV, with the world going to S, I decided why not put on World War Z? Um, because at some point the zombies will come. Yeah. And it's going to be some sort of combination of Ebola, which I guess is back in Africa. And the coronavirus. Well, Ebola's not going anywhere. Like, I still know, but like, there's a new surge of it. Yeah. I saw yesterday. So they're going to team together to create the Z virus from Resident Evil or the T virus. I forget what it's called in Resident Evil. And they're going to, they're going to, they're going to create zombies. I, uh, I'm really excited for the uh, massive volcanic eruption in Yellowstone. That sounds super cool. Oh, yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. Talk about sexy mountains exploding. Yeah ash everywhere can you imagine el capitan just like falls into the ground <laughs> this like beautiful piece of rock formation is just gone this text says mount bachelor was originally bachelor butte but who's gonna ski at bachelor butte point proven <laughs> point proven mount, Ta- mount Tabor brewing nobody's going to butte 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 Tabor brewing i can't even say it Probably Tabor butte Tabor butte, yeah. Tabor butte brewing nobody's going to that is there any brewery that has butte in the name Outside of the Black Butte Porter at Deschutes? Uh, not to my knowledge. Butte's not a sexy word. Mountain is, though. People who've never heard of it think it's butt. <laughs> but. Boot. I mean, I thought it was. Boot. When yeah. I moved across the country, we, we drove through Montana. They got lots through, of boots. Well, we drove through the town, Butte. Oh, yeah, Butte, Montana. And I was like, are we stopping in butt? <laughs> like, what is this word? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay. I've never heard of this before because I grew up in New Jersey. <laughs> it's like no buttes out there. Yeah. Well, did you turn on Couch Street off the Willamette? <laughs> uh, I did turn off Couch Street <laughs> off of the, I'm trying to remember. What was, how Glycin. did I, how did I first? Glycin, <laughs> how did I originally pronounce the Willamette? I think I just called it the, it's so weird to say wrong now. I think I just called it the Willamette. Yeah. I think, yeah. That's, I think that's what I called it. The Willamette. Very quickly corrected. The Willamette. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Willamette. You got to... Well, hard all, emphasis on the A. Yeah, when all else fails, always remember to go the hard A, you know? <laughs> like, it's not Yakima. It's Yakima. Yeah. You know, Spokane instead of Spoken. They're all they're all native names, you know? I, I wish it was called Spoken. <laughs> I guarantee you his name was Chief Spoken and Chief Yakima. Not this Yakima. Well, it had to be Spokane. <laughs> 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 Astoria. Astoria. No, it's Astoria. <laughs> Why are we going to Astoria? <laughs> oh, the English language sucks. <laughs> and is great at the same time. What else is new? What else is new? Oakley Dunkley. Well, we got a show for you guys tonight. Boy, uh, do we ever? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I feel like we're just doing the same show every single week. It's like Major League Baseball is coming back. Nope. Major League Baseball is coming back. Nope. Major League Baseball is coming back. Nope. So we'll try to get a little very on that. Maybe we'll touch in on some other stuff, and who knows? Maybe maybe we'll go on some rants. Who knows? All also, that kind Major of stuff. League Baseball is coming back. No, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Mike's on Twitter at Mike Lynch twenty seven. You can find me on Instagram at PDD zero eight five. And our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher the third, is on Twitter as well at Joe Fish three. That's F I S C H. Uh, Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow. Mike and I went out to the uh, Breakside Milwaukee Tap Room to kind of see how we went out somewhere, guys. Yeah, we, we went, went out, out somewhere. We we interviewed the tap room manager out there to kind of see 
uh, what life is like in phase one for a county that I personally don't live in. Uh, so curious. So tune into that wherever you get your uh, podcast, including at 1080 The Fan. There's the fan text line at 503-250-1080. That bad boy lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. So harass us. Love it. We love it. And sometimes we read things on the air. When we come back, Major League Baseball is back. Nope, just kidding. 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's lit! 716 here on The Fan. I've decided not to play live music tomorrow on Instagram. Makes sense. Because I think that's kind of the thing right now. Although it's really tough for me because music is... Music is the pathway for all things that kind of revolve in my life. I suppose you could choose to play music from artists that support the cause or uh, are relevant yeah. if you want to still do it because music is healing. Music is healing. And music does bring us together. Yeah, music is healing. And in a time like now, I, I I find it kind of strange sometimes that musicians don't want to play music. I mean, at least for me, 98%, if not 100% of all the music I listen to, I wouldn't be able to listen to if it wasn't for black people, whether it's jazz, blues, rock, hip hop, you name it. Um, I mean, you can't make country music without black people. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so that's that. So no music on the Instagram live uh, out of respect uh, for the cause and what is going on. But hopefully, you know, hopefully we see some change and some things kind of figure itself out and stable off. I will say, I think I read somewhere that after six days straight of protesting, we got the Civil Rights Act Mm -hmm. in the 60s. What is that? 64? 68. 68. Yeah. One of those two. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. MLK is killed in 68. Same year as Bobby Kennedy. Um, I mean, it's different now, but nine straight days of protesting. And I don't see it stopping anytime soon, to be honest with you. Yeah, we live in a pretty we live in a pretty tough country these days in terms of that. Or like getting things changed. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's good to see that people aren't giving up after a couple of days. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that was fun. We made our point. It's like, uh, no. There is something seriously wrong. Yeah. And right now, the best way we can express that and that we all believe that is to protest. Yeah. And it's good to see that people every single day in all 50 states, by the way, all 50 states have had protests, um, are going out there and trying to to show that they believe that there's something wrong. That's good. And just to add to that, Mike, when I worked downtown for four years... Uh, alongside this job. So I have seen a lot mm-hmm. of protests yeah. over that last half decade and a lot of protests that end in a day. You worked very close to Pioneer Place. Yes. And so, I mean, I saw a lot of those one-day protests and they come and go and it was, yeah, that became sort of fodder. Like, oh, be careful, another protest today. You know, there's one going yeah, on. Yeah, you get to the point where you're like, uh, what is it today? Exactly. And it's like, eh, this one is obviously much different <laughs> yeah this one's this one's a big one you know i mean we're talking equal rights here we're talking treating human beings the same way we all want to be treated uh i've just i'm I don't just know why that's so hard to understand yeah, yeah it, it's so weird to me this stuff just seems so straightforward i think it's because it's so ingrained in society i mean that like it's 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 been there forever literally forever or at least yeah. since the country is formed 
So uh, it's tough to break things that are set in, in your brain. It's tough to stop that. Yeah, but I, you know, <clears throat> I'm the big fan of education. You know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have come from a family that, that pushed me to be educated and stuff. And so I've never really had that thought in my mind that, you know, those kind of people don't matter. So that's kind of a, that's why it's, that's why it's tough. And it could be a geographical thing. You know, I grew up in a very progressive liberal household on a very progressive liberal part of the nation. Um, one thing that I will say that I that can attest to that, though, is uh, I am incredibly proud to live in this city right now to see all these people standing up for not just what they believe in, because I don't think it's a matter of belief. I think it's a matter of rights. Dude, that image on the Burnside Bridge yesterday it's insane. was stunning. It, it's absolutely powerful. Um, and the fact that the people, the citizens of this community are working hard to ensure that people aren't resorting to violence because that's what scared me on the first few days. I'm about as anti-violent as you're going to find, which is probably a big reason why I haven't been down there yet because I just don't, I'm, I, it sounds privileged, but I don't want to put myself in harm's way. Um, but to see everyone down there actively working so hard to keep things as peaceful as possible makes me feel you know, kind of the, the the need and desire to to get my butt down there. I think the one one way that I feel very fortunate about this is that I have never been a very big activist in anything. Mm -hmm. Like I don't go out and protest. I don't take stands. And I tweeted about this today. If you want to go, I, I made a little mini thread on Twitter at Mike Lynch twenty seven. If you want to go read it, I don't really take stands. It's I'm just not comfortable with doing that. But Rashad said this on Sunday and Monday. You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable if you want yep. to fix this conversation. It's truth. Um, but to, to the original point, I feel very fortunate. And I think you should as well. And Joe as well is that we have a platform with the microphones at the radio station that we can yep. say what we feel and help the cause. And it doesn't mean, and we don't have to go down there to do that. A lot of people don't have that platform. So their right. platform is let's take to the streets and protest. Yeah. Lucky for us, very fortunately, we have the platform. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like there's a bit of a responsibility, especially if you, uh, I mean, hell, even if you believe the opposite way, which I don't understand and I think is wrong, you, if you have the platform, you have a responsibility <clears throat> to share your beliefs. <clears throat> if it's, yeah. if it's something that is a really, really big topic, then we have that, which is, which is nice. Yeah. And I think, I think we're also lucky being not only in media, but in sports, you know, sports are dominated by black men and women, absolutely dominated. And I, you know, I can, whatever, whatever the sport is. I mean, there's quote unquote white guy sports where a black guy dominated for 15 years. You know what I mean? And we've got, you know, our favorite sports and things like that. Like, who's the greatest baseball player I ever saw in my entire life? Ken Griffey Jr., an African American man. Yep. So it's like, we're pretty lucky, I feel, yeah, as media members and as sports fans. I don't know, man. It's kind of like the music thing. You know, I wouldn't have sports if I didn't, if, if it wasn't for, for that community and that culture. And there's no reason why we shouldn't embrace and bring everybody to the same level. I'm curious how you feel about this. And maybe this is more than just five minutes that we have left in the segment, but we got two hours, baby. Um, I saw somebody and I can't remember. I think it was a player or it was a reporter or it was, it was something that I saw on social media that said, MLB, where are you? Because baseball had not released a statement. Mm. They had stayed quiet on this. They posted one today. I mean, it's a, it's a good statement. They say, we offer our condolences to the families of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and all the families that have lost loved ones due to senseless killing and injustice. To be clear, our game has zero tolerance, bold, for racism and racial injustice, bold. 
The reality that the black community lives in fear or anxiety over racial discrimination, prejudice, or violence is bold, unacceptable. Addressing this issue requires action both within our sport and society. MLB is committed to engaging our communities to invoke change. We will take the necessary time, effort, and collaboration to address symptoms of systemic racism, prejudice, and injustice, but will be equally as focused on the root of the problem. Okay, so it's a couple days late. It's a fine statement. How do you feel about leagues, players, coaches, companies, brands making these statements? Is it something that you like? Are you happy to see it? Does it feel empty? Does it feel like they're trying to catch on to a trend? Because I feel like with every one, I almost changed my mind on it. So I was curious how you feel before I shared my own take on it. You know, if I'm pretty numb to it. I don't pay attention to it <clears throat> a whole lot. It's kind of like commercials on TV with big companies, you know, and stuff like that. Um, a lot of that is image driven. And I do think I do think some leagues work really, really hard to fight that. Um, you know, I think the NBA does a fantastic job. The NFL does not. The NFL is terrible. Their statement was, I mean, it was fine, but. In terms of who they are and what they've done, especially around Colin Kaepernick, it was not a good statement. Yeah, yeah. The 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 NFL is tough, and and let's be real here. MLB MLB is full of a bunch of conservative white guys. Yeah, that's true. And it always has been that way. And baseball was one of the first sports to kind of you know power through the color barrier, <clears throat> at least on a on a visual visual scale. And I do believe that. You know, guys like Branch Rickey and, and things like that. There were good white people trying to help the cause. I don't see that in today's MLB. So I just kind of see I'm just like, you're just another corporation. I don't want to say jumping on a trend. I just want to say saving your image. Yeah, because the NFL, get out of here. That's absolute garbage. Um, you know, I think I think the European football leagues, they work really hard on getting rid of racism. But clearly racism is rampant all over Europe. We see that if you watch any sort of uh epl or bundesliga or syria off or crying out loud in, in italy um there's a ton of still deep-rooted systematic racism down there so when i see that kind of stuff i'm just it, it it might as well be a car commercial to me it has zero impact because i can't i i can't truly trust that they actually care until they start saying you know half of all league profits this year will be donated to the NAACP well, like so you want to like, do that go for it you know like I, I'm very fortunate that I work for a company that we just donated ten thousand dollars to the NAACP and the Oregon Food Bank that is something I get behind I don't just I don't just see that as a company saying oh you know we're we're with you and Black Lives Matter and blah 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 no you're putting your money where your mouth is you're doing something about it and I know all these people that work within our company are downtown right now uh, fighting for human rights. And that is the stuff I believe in, as opposed to just some multi-billion dollar corporation saying, we love you. And I, I prove it. I, I feel a little bit differently, <clears throat> but not as different as you might think. I think that it is important for people, brands, teams, leagues who have reach, like I said, to, to share the message that they want to convey. Sometimes it feels hollow. Sometimes it feels like they're just doing it because they want the attention because you've seen what they've done in the past and you don't agree with it, but they know that it's trending and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you can pick and choose all you want. Uh, but I agree with you 100% that if you are making a statement, you should in some way do something more than just releasing the statement, mm -hmm. whether that's donating, whether that's sharing videos that help or links to help, or it, it could be small like that. But, you know, if you're a multi-billion dollar company, do 
doing something that helps change this moving forward, whether internally at your own company mm-hmm. or you know help helping promote it. Um, but I also think there's another another level you can go, and I, we saw a company do that the today I think or yesterday. It was Ben and Jerry's. I don't know if you saw their their. I did see that their statement. I'm just going to read it. Um, and because, maybe he's from Vermont. I love it. Who I mean, would have so, thought? Ben and yeah, Jerry's. Yeah, right. <laughs> some, some companies are just like, oh, you know, this we we don't support violence and you know blah 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 blah, and it's good but generic. This is. The murder of George Floyd was the result of inhumane police brutality that is perpetuated by a culture of white supremacy. What happened to George Floyd was not the result of a bad apple. It was the predictable consequence of a racist and prejudiced system and culture that has treated black bodies as the enemy from the beginning. What happened to George Floyd in Minneapolis is the fruit born of toxic seeds planted on the shores of our country in Jamestown in 1619 when the first enslaved men and women arrived on this continent. Floyd is the latest in a long list of names that stretches back to that time in that shore. Some of those names we know, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Oscar Grant, Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Emmett Till, Martin Luther King Jr. Most, we don't. Talk about not pulling any punches with that one. Yep. And I gave, you know, big bravo to Ben and Jerry's on, on that statement because we need more of that. Mm-hmm. And I will still say that's a great statement. Now do something about it. Right. Don't just say that in and the then same fade spot. away into the, <clears throat> in, into the bushes like Homer Simpson in that very funny gif. Do something. Yeah, I assume they will because that was a very strong statement. But do something. Yeah, that I mean, that's the kind of thing. And I, I'm I'm almost waiting to see. You know, I'm. What's really cool is everybody has these in their communities. Um, I believe there's a gentleman named Tristan who is big in the Portland scene right now. He's been I've seen him on the news a couple times, and he's spoke with cops and done a bunch of stuff. And he seems he seems to be a great leader and 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 very vocal. I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see. You know, the the five or six that that show up nationally that can unite a voice instead of you know the little voices throughout. Because I think as a community, we're getting closer and closer to uniting together. Sometimes it takes the MLKs or the Malcolm X's of the world, the Muhammad Ali's, the Jackie Robinsons, to be that kind of face. I mean, help Barack Obama for 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 a little bit of that as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. Be active. Be peaceful, be safe. Uh, if anybody's out on the streets right now listening to this, um, I mean, I can only speak for myself. You have my full support. Just be safe and don't do something stupid. And what dedication if you're out there listening right. to us. My right. God. That's awesome. You know, I'm fighting for the people, but I do need my 1080. I do need my 1080, especially baseball. <laughs> Systematic racism in its finest in sports. Yeah, if there's like a break with the, with, with chants or, or people telling their stories, just like Bro, us talking about baseball coming back on. Harris Lynch. Harris. No, I'm joking. No, I'm yeah, joking. No, stick, don't do that. Stick to the cause, guys. Yeah. Stick to don't, the cause. Don't distract with our stupidity. But hey, go out and like a Mookie Betts jersey or a Frankie Lindor t-shirt. Just make sure it doesn't have, you know, the, the chief on it. Yeah. No, I almost put the, the Indians and the Redskins making statements about this. was very, very strange. <laughs> I know. I almost put my World Series hat on today, and I was like, eh, don't, don't do think it, I'm wearing do that don't one do anymore. It, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't think I'm wearing that anymore. Cleveland Spiders, 2021. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, when we come back, we'll try to get into something. I promise you that. But first, here's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 735 on Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. Actually, an instrumental song, Joe. Wouldn't you know? Well, that's why I played the, the the things there to, you know, add the voices to it, uh, add a little bit to the song. Of course, I knew that was an instrumental song. 
Duh, everybody knows. A Taxi of Three, man, of yep, course. Duh. All the A Taxi songs are instrumentals. Okay. I actually, I'll, I'll give him a nod for that. I mean, the the biggest uh, problem people have with that music is obviously the... The vocals. Yes. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give them credit. Wait, I don't need... Way to shred. I don't need double bass pedals on every song. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Use them when they're when they're emphasizing something, not all the time. Oh, they're emphasizing the speed and crushing <laughs> death of them. Hashtag one pedal. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Just double bass. Double, double. Yeah. It gets tiring, man. Calm down. I mean, not really. Why don't you just chill out and let Coltrane play some sax, man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could also argue that it gets tiring the same basic, like, I don't know what the technique is called, but the the basic, like, you hit the the symbol to your left, the... the yeah. That basic technique mm -hmm. is in every other song constantly. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's... Is that not overdone? Yeah, I guess so. I just want everyone... See, to drumming is about rhythm, and it's supposed to match the song, so double bass pedal and metal makes sense. I just want everyone to chill out, man. <laughs> just chill out. Listen to some James Taylor lately. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Any Simon and Garfunkel? Come on, man. I did hit some Paul Simon on the on the uh, on the drive uh, on the drive to Old Milwaukee today. That's good. Land of Great Hope. Yeah. Great American songwriter. Mike, that's a Wayne's World reference. Do yeah. you not know that one? No, I don't. Oh. I don't. Ah, yeah. yeah, tisk tisk. Sorry. Mama. Sorry. Uh so Major League Baseball is coming back? Nope. Nope, it's not. Uh, <laughs> most recent proposal: the uh, Players Association sent the Major League uh, sent Major League Baseball an offer of 114 game regular season with no additional salary cuts uh, for a prorated deal. Uh, and then, but then there's some other things, you know, expanded playoffs. They're into that for this year and next year. And they're also willing. I think they were said they did say they were willing to defer playoff money to a later date. The players said the that, players yes. said that yes. Yep. Uh, Major League Baseball said, no way, Jose. Which we kind of knew was coming. Which we kind of knew was coming. And I guess to save the idea of or the concept, is this a good idea or is this a bad idea? How does this end? Because right now, Major League players want to play 114 games because that's going to guarantee over 50% of a salary uh, I mean, almost 75% of a salary, if my rough math is correct, and kind of gives it more of a concrete, legitimized season as opposed to what Major League Baseball wants in a 40-50 game season. Yep. And the 40-50 game season, all that screams is paying players that, remember that passing tweet a couple weeks ago about what they wanted to pay players? That's what that is. Yeah, we'll give you the pro rate yeah, that you pro want. pro-rated deal, but we only want you to play 40 to 50 Yeah, we games. only want to pay you X amount of money, so we're going to get the amount of games to get you that amount of money. Yeah. And from so what I saw... So you're not taking a salary cut. It's still pro-rated. I, uh... From what I saw, the players are not taking this either. They're going to be like, uh, no. We're not playing 50 games for your stupid BS pro-rate rate. So, is that even the right way to say it? Pro-rate rate? Pro-rate rate. Or is it just your stupid pro-rate? Pro-rate rate. Um, I mean, I was hopeful a month ago. Ditto. And I, I mean, I remember when the whole Rona thing started. I was like, baseball, we're going to do it, baby. And now we always do it. And now we see the NBA is coming back, and they have their plan. The NHL is coming back, and they have their plan. European soccer is coming back. MLS is coming back, and they have their plan. 
And the MLB is sitting here going back my and beer. forth, back and <laughs> forth, back In, and forth. And they don't seem any closer. Insert foot to mouth. And I thought I saw somewhere that a bunch of owners were like, yeah, we'll just scrap the season, man. I don't care. Yeah. Like we don't, if you don't want to take this, we'll just kill the season. And the players are like, try us. I can't remember exactly <laughs> what he said, but that's what the owner of the Pittsburgh Pirates said. And I was like, of course, that's what you said. You were one of the worst owners in Major League Baseball and one of the most storied franchises in Major League Baseball. And you're like, I'm cool. It's all about saving money. I'm cool. If they're yeah. not making any anyway. There's yeah. no fans that show. Yeah, you don't spend it. You can't waste it, right? Hey, <laughs> Yeah. I I don't see this. Although, it's funny. I'm starting to get to the point, and I don't remember what I said about this last week. I'm starting to get to the point, you know, everybody wants you to pick a side. You know, are you with the owners on this? Or are you with the players on this? I'm with neither on this. These guys all seem just selfish. In their well, own way, in their own ways. I think the players have, I think the players have a lot of reason to gripe. And I think the owners have tried to meet in the table, but have really stumped over themselves in the process. But it's getting to the point now where everybody just wants money. I mean, and I thought the whole thing was to get sports going to try to help heal the nation. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, hey, man, I'm a positive, I mean, come on, I'm a positive person here, God. man. I'm trying don't, to think. don't be believing that malarkey. Well, man, maybe, you know what it is? It's the belief that the world is going to be a better place. Over the last few days, I believe the world is going to be a better place. Yeah. Except for sports. Well, except for money. <laughs> um, I would say this. Who do you think has more to lose? The owners. For sure. 100%. Because of the amount of money they will lose by not having a season. The players will lose a year of their salary. And for some players, that's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. But the players, guess what? Will come back next year and get paid. The same salary that they were going to make. Yep. But guess what? The owners are going to have lost an entire year of income. No fans. Very little merchandise. You know, no like TV checks in the same way that you would normally be getting them. They have so much to lose. So the fact that they're not pandering as much to the players as you would think is surprising to me. And it's good that the players are standing up for themselves because generally the owners win. Yeah. And it's good that they're standing up for themselves in this case. I still feel like as the MLB sees the NBA and NHL decide to come back, MLS is a better example because they did, had barely started the season when they got postponed. And they realize that they're going to be able to make some money. They might cave a little bit to the players. Problem is, is that going to be too late? Because yeah. the NBA and NHL are coming back in July, late July, early August. And we got, at that we, point, we, we got doing? golf in two weeks, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think we got golf they have in two the weeks. Travelers Championship, I believe that's yeah. coming up. Yeah. yeah, I mean NASCAR's driving, but it's it's getting to oh, that we're point talking now about where sports. My bad. Stop that. Oh, you stop. <laughs> NASCAR used to be. Um, so did the NBA. <laughs> okay. Jesus. <laughs> Bringing out that ether right now. I mean, he always takes shots at the NBA when he gets a chance. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, any opportunity. Hey, at least they're coming back. Well, so is NASCAR. It's already back. Well, well I mean, but so is eating at a restaurant, but that doesn't make it a sport. <laughs> and guess what? You're <laughs> sitting in both of those. <laughs> you know what? That was a great, really quick comeback. It's almost as if you've said that already and you had it prepared. Nope, nope. Off the cuff. Nice. Yep. That's what we call improv. In good the act, use in the of, that, acting of that good old brain up there. Very big brain of you. Ah, go Cougs. <laughs> All right. And the brain Completely irrelevant. <laughs> oh, be Sorry, careful, man. Joe. Be careful, Joe. I stopped myself. <laughs> um, so I, I, I hope that the MLB sees this and goes, oh, okay, we should probably do something. But 
I don't know. Knowing baseball owners, they're going to be stubborn. I know. I'm just tired of it. You know, like I'm a baseball guy and we have a baseball show and this is like the last thing I want to talk about. And we talk about it every week. And all we do is just say, figure it out, guys. And they're never going to get it. And we're just going to sit here chasing our tail. And at some point, I'm going to stop chasing the tail and go chase other tail. Well, and I wonder if something's got to give. Yeah, I'll pro- if the NBA, I will pro- if the NBA come back comes back next year and starts in December, but playoffs are a normal time and they do a shortened season, I'll for sure watch that. Mm. You're gonna watch this year the little quick. Yeah, why not? Thing? Yeah, why not? Huh? How about that? Even Patrick's willing to make changes. He's lying, by the way. That's <laughs> not gonna happen. No, I'll watch it. He's like I watch, a brand I watch, to I watch, people. I watch Bundesliga football. Yes, because that's the only thing on right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. Well, yeah, you're, yeah, it's kind of lying. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. The, the one, top teams are good. The one thing I want to ask about baseball. The top three teams. Is if something's got to give here soon, just because over the last, I mean, day or two now with the NBA putting in their plan, the MLS kind of getting their gears turning there, that all these other leagues are going to get their plans together and everybody's going to look at the MLB and then that's where the pressure is going to start to apply to them. They're like, okay, right. we're the only ones that aren't coming back. Let's try and get this figured yeah, out. Yeah, but the owners are stubborn. <sighs> I'm sad about it, but like I've said all along, I'm okay if there's no season and they just come back in in, uh, in normal time next year, 162 games. Will you be with okay with no season if there are other sports though? That's the thing. It's like yeah, yeah. I mean, that'll make it easier. Yeah, everybody's gonna be okay with that. NFL fires up. They're gonna be like, "What's basketball?" <laughs> derp Probably derp. Right, yeah. <laughs> What's basketball? Why are there balls that aren't oblong? Yeah, that's stupid. Round? How are you supposed to throw that? I know. Where's the spiral? God. Don't get me started on field goals. Kicking in football? This is dumb. Why do you think Hey Arnold was the best cartoon ever? Because he was (laughs) shaped like a football. Come on. (laughs) All right, we come back. We'll get into a lot more. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Cool article just came out. Uh, on, I found this on ESPN. It happened yesterday, June 2nd. Great day to be alive. Happy belated birthday, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, Tim Anderson and Lucas Giolito uh, talk about their relationship and how what I find so interesting, so June 2nd would be day, what, six? Day five of our uh, protesting? Day nine. Day nine? Uh, Lucas Giolito posted a message supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, and, of course, he's one of the only white major league players to speak publicly about the death of George Floyd. If Is that, he actually one of the few? That's what it says. Hmm. That's what this article says. Uh, so if that doesn't revert back to our conversation about Major League of Baseball, there you go. But anyway, it's just a really cool article about how uh, when Tim Anderson joined uh, the White Sox in 2017, the great shortstop for the White Sox. I can't believe I just said the great shortstop for the White Sox. But he Tim was very good. An- but Tim Anderson is very good. Uh, just talking about how Giolito always was curious about his experience as a black American. Uh, it says they e- they each opened up about their about his background and upbringing with the shortstop, speaking of his experience growing up in gr- growing up black in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and the righty speaking up about growing up in L.A. where he attended the elite private Harvard-Westlake school. Mm. I just think that's something really nice to see, that before this situation, 
uh, their professional athletes in kind of a rough sport for equality, uh, doing their part beforehand. Yeah, I mean that's it's good. You 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 listen, you learn, and you you try to understand and relate the best that you can because that's all you can do. Right. So uh, yeah, it's it's good to see that. Tim Anderson, by the way, criticized for how he acted on the field. Right. In a once again, although a sport that is very diverse, um, not so necessarily with with African Americans. So to see him be the one who was criticized for that, although we've also seen that with. Uh, players of Latin descent as well, like Javier Baez, uh, being criticized for being overly emotional about things and the bat flips and the mm-hmm. theatrics on the, on the base path. Criticized for it. It's good to see that his teammates were supportive and, and were able to help learn about his background to, to help support him better. This article says that Tim Anderson is the only black player on the Chicago White Sox. I mean, it makes sense. There's not, there's not a lot of black baseball players anymore. Yeah. There's not. And they play on the south side. 93% of the population is black Yep, in the south side of Chicago. That's wild. Get it, Tim Anderson. Be the voice. Uh, on a side news, side note, since we're talking about the White Sox, I saw something kind of funny uh, uh, off topic the other day. Uh, if Major League Baseball doesn't play this year, this will be the third time Gio Gonzalez has signed for the White Sox and not played in a game. <laughs> really? Yep. Because <laughs> he has been cut multiple times. That's very funny. Uh, so I, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. That's very funny. Yeah. I uh, I I did not know he was cut multiple times before that. Yeah, he me never either. played a game. He is one of the, the classic of our time journeymen now, though. He's been all over the place. Yep, that's his that's his thing now. Now he doesn't know what else to do. You think he's gonna retire? No, I think he can still pitch. How old is he now? Thirty seven? Yeah, I think he can still pitch. We can still throw that little Ephus curveball up there, that's for sure. Yeah, why not? Wasn't he on the Nationals last year? Yeah, no. Bruce. No. Gio Gonzalez. He was on the Yankees for a second. What? What do you guys want that bum for? Well, never mind. I I I trust uh, emergencies. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I I trust Cashman to manage that team perfectly. So if he felt Gio deserved to be on the squad, then I trust him. I, I love you, but I hate you. I know you do. He because was I do agree with you about Ryan Cashman. He was on the Nationals last year, and then the poor guy was traded. <laughs> to the Brewers? To the Brewers. Yeah. No. 18. Sorry. Nope. Trade in the middle of 18. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> he started his career with the Nationals, right? Right. Am I wrong with that? About that? Yeah, I think so. He was their ace for a while. I was just looking at it. Uh, no. Oakland. Oh, that's right. Yep. Oakland till 2011 and then went, was an, an all-star. Was an all-star in 2011 and went to the Nationals in 2012. Where he went twenty-one and eight with a two-eight-nine ERA, very good. Very, uh, finished very good. third in the Cy Young that year. Very good. Yeah, I remember how good he was, and I feel like he was one of those pitchers who, for like two years, you're like, oh my god, this guy's gonna be the best, and then he's just like, ah, okay, he's good. Yeah, nothing special. Yeah. Happens all the time. Guess who he lost to that year? Yeah. On the nat, what was his record? You said he was. 20, 21 and eight <clears throat> with a two eight nine ERA. Oh, but I guess we lost two in the Cy Young, you're saying? Yeah. Clayton Kershaw finished second. Okay. Boy, guess the year. <laughs> Cole Hamels, Chapman, Kyle Loesch, Matt Kane, Craig Kimbrell, Johnny Cueto, Gio Gonzalez, Clayton Kershaw, and the National League Cy Young winner. What was that, 2011? 
think it's 12. 2012? 12, yeah. Wow. Landslide victory, too. Yeah. <laughs> 93% of the votes. Um, he was 20 and 6 with a 2.73 ERA. Five complete games, three shutouts. Who was it? R.A. Dickey. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, man. He was so good that year, and it made no sense. He's super good. I think he was on steroids. Probably. How does that affect the knuckleball? Probably. This guy won a, won Rookie of the Year that year in the American League uh, with a 10.5 war, 30 home runs, and 83 RBIs, and a 3.26 batting average. 100% of the votes. Mike Trout? Mike Trout. 100%. I mean, you kind of set me up for that one. I kind of knew where you were going. Yeah. Bryce Harper beat, barely beat Wade Miley. What's Wade up, dude? Miley. What's up, man? Oh, my God. We look at Wade Miley as like a 38-year-old veteran who barely hangs on and Bryce Harper's $330 million man. <laughs> oh boy, how things change. Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't remember a time where Wade Miley was ever good. <laughs> he was on Arizona. And he was good? Apparently, dude. Neck and neck with Harper. Or was he just... Not that bad. Bryce got 16 votes, 16 first place votes. Wade got 12. Hmm. He was 16 and 11 with a 3 3 ERA. 1.1 1. Right. 1 whip. All right. I mean, all right. 32 game, 29 games started. Wow. Good rookie year. Yeah. Manager Bravo. of the year, neck and neck in the American League with Bob Melvin and Buck Showalter. Yeah, he's not listening. That was the year the Orioles made the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Manager in the National League by a landslide was Davey Johnson of the Nationals, of the Nationals. Beat Dusty. Oh, is that when uh, they won the division every year and never did anything? Is that the beginning of that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm just killing time here looking at the two, 2012 <laughs> lists here because it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, the M NL MVP voting, landslide. Buster Posey. Ah, remember when he was good? Buster Posey's a Hall of Famer. What are you talking about? Do I remember when he was good? It's just, it, it, it amazes me how quickly catchers will fall off the face of the earth. Because Joe Maurer did the same thing. Joe Maurer was great. He's also a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. But then it was just like, in the blink of an eye, he wasn't so good anymore. Buster Posey did the same thing. Injuries, age. That's why they tried to move him to first. But didn't work for either of them. <laughs> I find this interesting. A.L. Cy Young, uh... 14 first-place votes to 13 first-place votes. Nobody else mattered. David Price over Justin Verlander. The interesting about that, interesting thing about that, though, is David Price finished 12th in MVP and Verlander finished 8th. That doesn't make any sense, sense, sense. Baseball voters are weird. Yep. Um, however. However. The MVP in the American League was a landslide. Mike Trout took second. Mm. But, oh, Miguel Cabrera. Yes. Triple crown. Some guy hit win for the triple crown. Is that 2012? Yeah, I think so. It's a good good year. I mean, Mickey won <clears throat> Mickey won the MVP. I'm not sure if it's triple crown. I mean, 330 is higher than anybody on this list that qualified for voting. On base percentage. Nope. Trout's got him in on base. Wait, triple crown's not on base. No, it's not. Um 44 home runs. Josh Hamilton had 43. EE at 42. RBIs, 139. Good God. Was Detroit any good in 2012? Oh, they probably yeah, went to the World were. Series. They were good. And lost. Bunch of losers. Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera. I forgot about the Triple Crown year, but yeah. One of the best players we've ever seen. I remember and that conversation because I was like, Mike Trout should win <clears> it, but Triple Crown. 
Miguel Cabrera, one of the best players we've ever seen. And do we ever give him the credit for it? Nope. I don't think we do. We don't give Pujols enough credit either. I try to. I, I try to give Pujols a little love. But, but when you see his numbers, it's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Um, but I should probably give Miggy a little more love than I do. Just because he played for Detroit doesn't mean he's a bad guy. He also played for the Marlins. Don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. Beat you guys for a World Series. Oh, you shut your mouth. He's got 477 career home Josh runs. Josh Beckett beat us, not Miguel Cabrera. Stupid Josh Beckett. Stupid Josh Beckett. the Red Sox and it's even more stupid. <laughs> stupid Josh Stupid face. Jerk-off attitude. Uh, 477 home runs in his career. He hit 12 last year. <laughs> he had a minus .1 war. Well, he'll get to 500, right? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> he only had 12 last year. Well, he okay, play for two more years. Yeah. Ooh, yikes. Uh, he's got a career batting average of 315. Ooh, boy. And imagine if he actually retired in his prime. Mm-hmm. He'd be like 330. Mm-hmm. His, o- his OPS is 935 in his career. Not over 1,000. What a, what a bum. Mediocre player. Yeah. A very good player. Nah, just good. Just very good, good player. All right, when we come back, we'll get into the second hour of the hot corner. This is 1080 The Fame. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.